you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Young. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. So today's episode is going to be specifically focused on patient identifiers and how we need to have patient identifiers uh, in a way that can help with health information exchange. So, so typically the patient identifiers or healthcare identifiers are assigned to someone that's in the information system or health system. And usually it's organization wide, but specifically just that organization. And outside of that, a lot of times it becomes meaningless because each organization, they have like a different way that they identify the patients. So one of the solutions that can challenge this is to establish a unique identifier that crosses organizational boundaries from you know one hospital to the next, not part of the same system, just nationwide or something like that. The, uh, the American Society of Testing and Materials, uh, they have a standard that they propose. There's about 30 criteria in it that you would have to follow in order to meet this, but they propose that it would lead to a unified um, patient identifier by having some some way to positively identify patients that automatically links and collates uh, patient records from different sources, and it protects the person's personal health information privacy while also minimizing the cost of patient record management. So, So, of course, this is an ideal state. We are not there yet, but there are about six different attributes of an ideal, unique personal identifier. So first one is that it's unique. So by definition, it can never be associated with more than one person. So once it is assigned, the possibility of anyone else having that same number must be eliminated or at least infinitely minuscule that it's very, very hard for someone else to have that same identifier. It's almost like a social security number. The The other trait is ubiquitous. So if it's ubiquitous, then it's available and accepted for everywhere in the healthcare system. So this means that at any given time, the number or the identifier is ready for use. The third trait that is an ideal trait is that it must be unchanging. So in order for someone to have like something that's very effective or consistent, then it cannot have an identifier that changes over time. That individual will have that identifier throughout their whole life. So right from the beginning, when they first start that identifier, they keep it throughout the rest of their life, uh, the lifespan of that identifier. So it allows them to use that same number so that it can keep all the records together forever. Uh, the next one is uncontroversial. So this identifier must somehow not be connected to the ability for crime or abuse or identity theft to happen. So I know this is very difficult. It's Of course, this is an ideal state, but to be uncontroversial means to not be able to be hacked or stolen or something like that part of crime. The next one is uncomplicated. And what that means is it's not very practical if we have a number that's really confusing, really long, and just not not easy for the user to remember or to use. So we want something that is very practical, uh, very not complicated, and still meets the requirements of you know simplification, uh, so that it can be used and remembered easily by the user. And then the last one is inexpensive. So the cost of implementing something like this, like a universal identifier for healthcare, it has to be within an acceptable range. So the analysis of costs across healthcare settings should be considered, and this includes like, you know, the patients, providers, payers, uh, government agencies, uh, PBMs, everything like that. So for example, it's been estimated that, you know, if a national health identifier would be implemented in the US, it may cost between 4.9 to $12 billion to deploy and 
$5 billion per year, which is very unsustainable. But these are the attributes that would need to be met so that we would have the ability to use a unique personal identifier. So just going back on some of the examples, so a unique identifier would be something like a fingerprint, a retinal scan, DNA, or national identifiers. The ubiquitous identifiers would be something like a name, a date of birth, uh, you know, eye color, fingerprints, retinal scans. The unchanging types of uh, identifiers would be something like a date of birth or DNA. Uh, uncontroversial would be an identifier that's not, you know, derived from personal attributes like a serial numbering system. The uncomplicated would be, you know, simplified number for them to remember, like their social security number. And an inexpensive type of identifier would be something like name, date of birth, um, gender, or social security number. So yeah, so that was just a brief discussion about the attributes of what ideal identifiers are. We're not there yet. We hopefully can get there, but at least at this point, it's still a ways away. But the concept is very important because you need to have this type of identifier in place to have a very optimal health information exchange system. Because right now, health information exchange, it's pretty complicated because there's a lot of like translating of information between different institutions and organizations so that you can match up the patients. So having a patient identifier nationally that's the same will really ease up on that. All right, if you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.